Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 246 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. Bordis, what's that? And we're your hosts with the posts. Every week, Christian, myself, or a listener select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic, as chosen by a listener named Larry, is Blade Runner. That's right. He say you... Uh, braid runler, lun lunler. Yeah, the famous uh, that's Harrison Ford's catchphrase uh, mm-hmm. in the first film, I believe. He says it a lot, yeah, over and over again. Really weird. Uh, what do you choice. mean by that? Yeah, it's been debated <laughs> by scholars all over the world. But yes. before we get too ahead of ourselves, what exactly is Blade Runner? So I'm going to I'm going to add lib this one. I'm not even going to look it up. So Blade Runner okay. is a film directed by uh Ridley Scott based upon the novella Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K Dick, who is also mm-hmm. famous for writing uh Total Recall. Um he wrote Minority Report or ba- the story where it was basis for it at least. Mm-hmm. Um so uh it is the story of replicate humans which are like androids that are on the loose and a basically a gumshoe detective who is sent to hunt them down Mm -hmm. Uh, he is the blade uh, i guess that's what the blade runner is is the guy who hunts the replicants it's never actually i don't think they ever actually say what the fuck a blade runner is Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) yeah that's the one line in the movie i think right that says you're the blade runner i mean it's a cool name they figured that out better, way better than the fucking story's stupid ass name. <laughs> Do android sheep dream of whatever the fuck. That's right. Nonsense. Yep. Come on, Dick. Come on, Philly. Come on, Philip. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's a it's an yeah. early, early entry into the uh, uh, echelon of uh, science fiction stuff, but it's left an indelible mark on people over the years. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie is very popular and it has, I believe three different edits to it. Uh, I think it might be five. I'm not exactly holy sure. Shit. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I had a, I had a big blade runner phase in college. I think that's kind of a college guy mm-hmm. thing to do is to be uh, really into blade runner for about yeah. six to eight months. Uh, sure. I think I first watched it like six years ago. Yeah. It was one of those that was just always on the short list, but it never never sat down and watched it. And then I enjoyed it. And then shortly after that, the sequel, Blade Runner 2049, came out. Right. Now, that's uh, that's not based off of Philip K. Dick. That is its own thing. It's a sequel to the film. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, produced by Ridley Scott, uh, directed by Dennis Villanovas. The guy who also did the new Dune, something uh, like that. He's a he's a great director. Uh, he's a real moody guy. And now that is a film that you do enjoy <laughs> quite a bit, correct? If I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't think I do. I mean, oh, I don't hate it. Okay, 
I saw it once. I was like, cool. And I haven't thought about it since. Okay. All right. So uh, Geiger, self-admitted huge fan mm-hmm. of uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> I, like a lot of these kind of movies, I enjoyed how the vibe, the aesthetics, the feel. Uh, and then, um, but it doesn't really stick with me beyond that. <laughs> and then forgot about it. Uh, two minutes after turning the TV off. <clears throat> yeah, I do like that Villanueva, the guy, though. He's pretty good. He's good at making movies. Just to watch Prisoners again. Which, which one's is... that one? Oh, is that the one with the... <clears throat> Who's in that? You got Leto. You got um, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah, okay. This is okay. I think we've had this discussion before because yeah. I got that movie and the movie The Island mixed up. That's yeah, uh, and they're not even close to each other. <laughs> like, couldn't be less. It's about kids being abducted from a family. It's like, um, that's <laughs> what would be it's like a uh, it's kind of like Zodiac or something like that. One of those kind of movies, a good one, you yeah. <clears throat> Yep. Wonderful. Now, um, we all, we have thoughts about these movies, apparently, whether we remember them or not. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you like that movie? I don't remember. We talked the 2049. I thought it was fine. Oh. It was, uh, there's some intense parts in it that kind of made me sick to my stomach, but I think, you know, I don't remember what, uh, there's a real, there's a part at the end where they're like trapped in a car and it's like filling with water and it's like, oh my God. I mean, I obviously well-directed if that had an impact on me. Uh, yeah. I also came out, I think very, very, uh, kind of around the same time as, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, if I'm not mistaken. It was a couple years after. Was it? Damn. Yeah. It was two years after. I'll tell you what, um, Which folks, is crazy. yeah, time means literally, I, I, I was thinking that 2019, I was like, oh, yeah, like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It's yep. actually, it's kind of, I wouldn't think those two movies were close at all, but the fact that they're only two years apart is crazy to me. Yeah. 2015 feels like a billion years ago, whereas 2017 just feels like a couple, couple years ago. I, guess I believe I, I did see it in theaters as well, which is quite an experience. You know, seeing on the big screen, very mm-hmm. loud, lots of stuff going on. Uh, also, a lot of just uh, long periods of nothing happening. So yep. that's also another. I vibe with that. But good flick. That's my that's my freaking review on it. Well, you were one of only a handful of people to see in theaters, apparently, as we'll uh, discuss later in the episode. <laughs> wasn't a uh, huge success. Um, but anyway, why don't we get back to the show? Why did Larry choose this topic? I'm so glad you asked. Larry says, <laughs> and I quote, for picking such a downer episode, episode 217, Virtual Partners, mm, I thought I'd try to do a bit better with my next request, Blade Runner. I really love this film series, and Blade Runner 2049 is one of my all-time favorites. I have seen all sorts of opinions out there, and I'm curious if there's anything truly vile, especially from reviews on Letterboxd. Hmm. Mm. Special shout out to my girlfriend, Ryan, for introduce- introducing me to your podcast. Wow. So I'm my assuming uh, yeah, I'm assuming Ryan is some sort of uh, uh, operating system akin to a Joy or a, mm-hmm. uh, a Her from uh, the movie Her. Uh, so. Well, it is interesting that these two topics that Larry has chosen are kind of similar 
Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What's going on, Larry? Are you okay? Is uh, this uh, quote unquote girlfriend Ryan? Is this a? Uh, is this really just an AI that recommends podcasts to you, and that's what you? <laughs> that's how you 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 heard about us? Yeah. What's uh? What is this AI? Uh, we need to know so that we can have other people start yeah. using it. <laughs> if there's an AI that recommends this podcast, that would be very hilarious. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, how did how did Larry choose this episode topic? Larry is a wonderful patron of ours over at patreon.com slash report this post. And you can be too. If you join at the mod level for $10 a month and stay a patron for three months, you get to choose an episode topic. Or if you join at the admin level for $25 a month, you get to pick an episode topic after two months. Mm -hmm. You also get the full episode of every topic we cover as well as bonus episodes each week over at patreon.com slash report this post. Or you can head over to report this post.com, smash that buy topic button and skip all the waiting. That's right. Thank you, Larry. And thank you to all of our great uh, listeners out there. Hey, I just did some chat GPT to five podcasts similar to report this post. Okay. Internet Explorer by BuzzFeed. Mm. Reply all. Bad, bad stuff. The Hilarious World of Depression. Mm. Okay. Uh, the Dollop. Wow. Is that still? Is, I, is, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Criminal by Radiotopia, which, although not centered around internet culture, Criminal explores intriguing and true crime stories. Okay. That has nothing to do with us. Great. Well, there you go. Go listen to those instead, folks. Those are probably considerably uh, better produced. <laughs> now, come on. now, come on now. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and start reading some goddamn posts? I would love to. So that's weird. This is posted by Reddit user The Gathering Magic on our Blade Runner. I have severe ADHD and I often find myself relating to replicants more and more as time goes on. On the surface, I probably seem like your everyday person, but in social circles, it becomes apparent to people that I'm a little different. They just can't figure out why. Different enough to notice, but not so much that they can physically point it out. I have issues with emotional stimuli. I'm impulsive when emotionally compromised, and it takes far less for me to get in that state of mind. People make assumptions about me that are usually wrong. I have to go out of my way to prove that I'm in fact switched on in the world to those around me. I have an issue with identity. I don't really know who I am except for failures and others' projections that I sometimes let define me. I guess I just feel like a total skin job a lot of the time. Blade Runner has shown me that it's actions that define me, what I do when the world isn't watching. It's shown me that I can define myself and make my life what I want it to be, despite the naysayers. Mm -hmm. SQ Planetarium replied, I was diagnosed with autism as a middle-aged adult, which made many things make a whole hell of a lot more sense, including my college obsession with Blade Runner. Hmm, interesting. Oh, college obsession with Blade <laughs> Runner and uh, autistic. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, who amongst us, right, folks? Uh, yep, just in the class. This is like, I mean, it's perfect that this was eventually uh, a Ryan Gosling movie because guys online like to look at these guys on movies and be like hey that's me ah boy do they yeah especially gossip they love doing that yep there i am that's me 
they get the they go on to Alibaba. They ordered the uh, Drive uh, jacket with the scorpion on it. <clears throat> Haven't seen Drive in ten years. Is that it, still it can't? I can't imagine. It's. I mean, the basis of the movie is uh, the guy's just like, yeah, she's. She, what's the the meme? She's me. She's mid, but I like her, and it's just a picture of him and the girl. Yeah, I mean that reflects reality in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. I never really dug that one, anyways, because uh, just a kind of goofy premise to me. A guy sticking his neck out for a woman. Come on, right? What are you a freaking? A mo or something? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if that was explored in that film. <laughs> uh, yeah, all I remember, the main thing I remember about it was that the soundtrack was that like vaporwave yeah. thing, which was popular for seven months in the early teens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every video game had it after that. Everything that was really yeah. a, a big cultural touchstone for a while. And it's, I find it very strange that that was the case, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember that very specific aesthetic from like 1984? Why don't we just completely blow that thing out? Big time. In every fucking thing. Certainly every indie game and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Cool. From Reddit, why doesn't Blade Runner get more credit for correctly predicting that 2019 would have corporations influencing our emotions, synthetic foods, climate change, and extreme wealth inequality? Uh, Arianity said, most of those are just common tropes in dystopian media. Is there something that makes you think it was uniquely accurate or something? And a now deleted user added, uh, it's probably because tons of books predicted it first which is why no one gives Blade Runner credit. But the OP responded, most dystopian media came after Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, that was heavily downvoted and proven wrong. Um, so I looked him up, and uh, here's another important question that our OP asked over on the subreddit. Our Street Fighter, why did Capcom censor Cammy's nipples but not Ed's bulge? <laughs> so... Really get to the bottom. Of yeah, it's got so, some heavy, heavy hitting journalism over here. On <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah. The OP's really he's asking the hard questions out there, and I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg for what oh, he's yeah. wondering. Oh yeah, he's... Uh, how come they get treated better than we do uh, when we were the ones that were here first? Huh? Hmm. Well, that's not a unfair question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know the whole the whole uh cyberpunk dystopian thing uh never yeah. really interests me either but i you know what i really do like is the mm. uh burned out uh end of the world apocalypse uh, sure. mad max stuff that to me uh i don't want to be paying for uh uh soylent with a chip that's implanted in my arm i want to be hitting somebody in the head with a uh mallet made out of the axle of a, a right small car um agreed then, i will say that i uh i like the idea of like cyberpunk and all that stuff i mean like so many times i've tried to like all right now i'm gonna read a book about some cyberpunk thing <laughs> And then, like, two chapters, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> it's just like, it literally is just like, 
like uh, it's talking about like uh yeah they have their own language and it's uh, it's like why is everybody why does every future thing have to be everybody speaking some version of like filipino Philippinese. what is mm, Philippinese. okay all right <laughs> now that in in my in my cyberpunk book uh that's what they speak is okay Philippinese. <laughs> hear that folks Philippinese. <laughs> Yeah, Chinese, Japanese, Philippines. Look at these. It's the you know mm. that rhyme we all know. From. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not a cyberpunk guy, uh, but more power to people who are. Uh, yeah, it seems cool on paper, and then I'm actually like, yeah. Same thing with steampunk. What the hell is? Well, that's that that's, is that's not cool. That is so not cool. What the hell is that? that interesting. <laughs> what are you guys thinking okay anything punk is gonna be bad except for punk rock am i right mm -hmm. fellas mm -hmm. okay this is a review of blade runner 2049 over on fandango uh from a person with a ricky bobby avatar from, oh, yeah. uh, tally lake nights Trailer made it look 1,000 times better than what it was. It's just another satanic movie to fool people. Let's say, for example, you build a computer from scratch for your home to turn your lights on and off, to check your email, to wake you up in the morning, to answer your messages. Now, after you've built this computer for your needs, this computer decided to watch porn instead of reading off your voicemail. It started cursing at you and said it wasn't your slave. What would you do with this computer you built? You would trash it and throw it in the garbage. This is basically a satanic movie brainwashing people to uprise against God, our creator. It's called symbolism. Look it up. God made us. God has a purpose for us. And Satan runs Hollywood once you think people are slaves, which is far from the truth. Wake up, people. Funny how everything in the Bible is coming true. But if you've never read it, how would you know what the truth is? If you need proof of God, just look at Israel. Praise God. Oh. Our God is real. And Jesus is coming to save us. Hmm. I don't know what that Israel comment means. No, I'm not sure because they don't. <clears throat> uh, one man's opinion doesn't seem like they're doing hot stuff over there, honestly. So, uh, <clears throat> well, yeah, I don't really know what exactly this guy's. Uh, Maybe it's just because the symbolism is too deep so for deep. Me. <laughs> uh, hello, it's called symbolism. Yeah, what if your Google Home, uh, what if you told it to to start your dishwasher and it told you to suck your dick? Wake up, people. Well, that'd be kind of fun. I could use that, actually. It'd be kind of neat. It would be into it. up the day a little bit. <laughs> You'd be into the, the dick's last resort of Siri. Uh, just, <coughs> just cussing yeah. you out. God, what an era. Things like dick's last resort. Duke Nukem. <laughs> We used to have a proper country. A proper country. <laughs> Every kid was playing Duke Nukem. Dads were getting trashed at Dick's Last Resort. Moms near their place. <laughs> Kids ruled. Adults drooled. Oh, brother. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback. Uh, I caramba, man. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, Blade Runner 2049 didn't do so hot at the box office, mm. um, which prompted dozens of YouTube explainer videos trying to find out why. Uh, many great opinions, but I discovered one that was interesting to me, mainly because of this comment. 
that was left by a gentleman who thought uh, this explained everything. It's because of audience that thought The Last Jedi was good. It's because of the popcorn munchers who line up at every Transformers and Resident Evil sequels. <laughs> because of all those people that are looking for is a linear and simple movie formula. Even Marvel movies are just popcorn flicks these days. To appreciate Blade Runner 2049, you have to be not only at a certain intellectual level, uh. you also have to have the ability to appreciate various <laughs> forms of art. A high percentage of the general public don't have that kind of brain, nor can they sit through a three-hour movie when ADHD <laughs> kicks in. This movie is a masterpiece for the niche crowd. <laughs> he spelled bitch wrong, which I, I like. That. Like it rhymes with spelled like a bitch with an N. Well, that's a fun story. Uh, it's going to be one of those all-time cult films only a handful of thoughtful people can appreciate. Mm. Look at it this way. There's two kinds of people that play MMO games. Ones that play to have fun, another that treat it like it's their second life. There's also two kinds of moviegoers. Ones that go to have, quote, fun and eat popcorn. The other kind is looking for a mind stimulation, where the movie actually makes your brain work. Okay. Um, symbolism. So, symbolism, the movie... <laughs> The movie's too sp- smart for everybody is what this right, guy said. Right, 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 Which is a shame because even Marvel movies are becoming popcorn flicks. Oh, these days. oh they were de- they're becoming. Yeah. And I do like how he says uh, uh, they can't sit through a three-hour movie when I think the last like four Marvel movies yeah. have been like what, like almost four hours long. <laughs> yeah. Does he think Marvel movies started out as like art house things or something? I mean, you got, you did have Kenneth Branagh directing uh what was it thor yeah, so. yeah. and that was um <laughs> not much of a thinker that one if i recall correctly that was pretty linear i think it was yeah. a pretty linear yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what this guy's right uh it's saying that a movie that cost uh 97 billion dollars to make or whatever is going to be an art house piece uh yeah. is very funny yep uh and uh his example that there's people that play MMO games. There's the casual losers that just play to have fun. There's the other ones that treat like it their second life. I guess those are the smart ones he's trying to make the analogy. <laughs> those are the ones doing things right. Those are the guys you want to be, are the ones that aren't taking it. Yeah. And, of course, he had to slip the last Jedi thing in there. That's a very... Uh... Oh, yeah. That's just natural. Yep. Us dum-dums love that Jedi, that last Jedi stuff. We love that... Uh... Yeah, wasn't that movie famously not linear and uh, famously subversive, not just popcorn shit? Uh, I mean, you can like it or not, but you can't say it was like generic popcorn muncher stuff. That was like that was like most of the Star Wars fans' issue with it. Yeah, that it wasn't. It was not a star. It wasn't like every other Star Wars movie. (laughs) Yeah. Where's our pals, Chewie? Where's the Ewoks? They, you get in the theater and everybody says, "Where's the Ewoks?" They're not here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. That would have been. They should have brought them back. Why didn't they bring them back? How are there no uh, Ewoks? Yeah. Why didn't they draft those guys to fly? You know what they should have done? They should have gotten the Ewoks. They say, "Okay, hey, we rescued you guys from your for the forest moon to Endor is safe. How about you guys come with us?" And we're gonna put you in planes, and we're gonna have you kamikaze these other guys in space because you you're a bunch of crazy fellas, huh? How's that sound? And they say they oh, would do it because they're st- 
stupid. And they say, yip, yip, or whatever. Uh, what the hell? Utiti. No, that's a uh, Jawa. Whoops. Too, mm. uh, showing my ass again on that one. Sorry, folks. Uh, let's keep my. <laughs> Yep, they speak yep, Philippines. Yup, yup. Yep, that's right. That's probably George Lucas has said that word before. I can almost guarantee it. So he said a lot of words. <laughs> are fun. Hey, speaking of people saying stuff, a gal posted <clears throat> conversation with white boyfriend about yellow face over on our mm-hmm. Asian. Right. I was wondering what y'all think about this situation I'm in. God, an Asian woman saying y'all. <laughs> y'all. Jesus Christ. One night, my boyfriend and I wanted to watch a movie. He suggested Blade Runner 2049. After researching the movie, I said that I would rather not. A leading white female character in the film, Joy, dons a kipwa, a traditional Chinese dress. <laughs> Admittedly, I don't know the full story or significance of this dress, except that I have run in circles that have discussed cultural appropriation of Asian culture in American media. Also, the movie is located in a futuristic pan-Asian city. However, most of the characters seem to be white. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend said, that's okay. Instead, he would just watch the movie later without me. That gave me pause. A part of me feels that watching a problematic film, especially on a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu, is at best indirectly supporting the unethical ethos of the movie industry. Say you watch Dumbo for its nostalgic and easy-watching qualities, though the crows in the movie are arguably traditionally racist caricatures of black people. It seems mm-hmm. that when a non-POC person watches Dumbo for easy watching and is able to overlook its racist elements, it is problematic. To a POC watching this movie, it could very much resonate with systematic racist tropes and experience they have, experiences they have had. All in all, it seems that to be an ally, it would be best not to watch these movies. But my boyfriend disagrees, and I don't know where to progress in this conversation. Woof. Mm-hmm. Well... Here's the top comment from Asian Throwaway 557. Personally, I think your overall reasoning is kind of silly. Seriously, it's just a dress. Chill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh yeah, there's there's a, a trope online joke about how all all these most the woke Asian girls always date white guys. And it always it always goes like this. It's like I can't watch that movie because there's a white lady wearing a Chinese dress in it. The guy's just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I can't even imagine dealing with that sort of thing. <clears throat> uh, when you're saying that, when you have that phrase going, the only thing I the, what immediately comes to mind is uh, <laughs> is George Costanza's dad saying. I can't watch a movie with a lady in a Chinese dress in it for some reason. That seems like a very uh, Seinfeld esque. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Clasping the hands together. Yeah, clapping the hands and walking yelling up. it. <laughs> that's it. I can't watch a movie with a woman with a Chinese dress. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, okay, but <laughs> it's moving on from such that. a funny reason to not watch a movie. Great then, excuse if you don't actually want to watch it, by the way, which is probably more the case. It's not a it's not a flick for chicks, you know what I mean? But then to take yeah, I gotta pause, find something. <laughs> take pause and be like, uh, but then he said he was gonna watch it later, which to me is not okay. And everybody's like, Oh, brother. Oh, God damn it. This guy. I really hope he's out of that relationship that, right now. That must be some baller puss, I gotta tell you. 
Oh, brother. Well, speaking of uh, ballers, we found this over on LipstickAlley.com. <laughs> the form for our beautiful black queens. Okay. I saw Blade Runner. Ryan Gosling is still ugly. Beautiful oh. film. Go see it. Bland, old, scuttle-looking lead. Every other character had more presence than him. That is all. Uh, S. Carmichael, who seems to be one of the admins of the site, responded, He is still extremely ugly and has a head that looks like a toe. He looks like the thumb creatures from Spy Kids. There's a scene when he was where he was facing down at the camera that showed his lopsided nostrils and a bitch gagged in the theater. His face really ruined the visual aesthetics in some scenes. At least he was able to emote more than the usual. Anyways, great film. Uh, someone else said that the only Ryan in Hollywood that they think is hot is Ryan Reynolds, uh, which prompted this response from Breezy0613. Nah, fuck him. He got married on the same plantation that my ancestors were on. He can rot in hell. Oh, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Probably didn't pick that site because of that would be my good. Hey, what's what's the hmm, what's a good what's the most place? racist place I get married? Oh, brother. Okay. Um ah, that one got me. Um Ryan Gosling, though, to be to say he's like the ugliest man in Hollywood, that seems strange to me. <laughs> um might be a normal line of thinking for our sisters. Our, Funky soul system. Yeah, that's right. Um, it seems to be, I guess. I don't I don't know. This is not the first time I've Based heard off that. Too close. Well, this is not the first time I've heard it either. It just seems very strange, especially the man is uh he's gonna be Ken in the uh the Barbie movie. Yeah. <clears throat> it looks famously. Weird. Oh, he 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 does, you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he does he looks a little he's got these weird dark circles around his eyes as Ken, which doesn't really work. Whatever. I don't actually give a shit about the casting <laughs> of the Barbie movie. Just want to make that clear. Okay. So you definitely, you definitely care about it. Okay. Well, um, and we are, he is going to go see it opening night. He's already told me. I mean, I, I'm kind of into it. it looks yeah, like it might mind. be something silly. That's what we need. More silly stuff. Uh, not these Oops. freaking uh, whiteies in the Blade Runner. You know? mm-hmm. We need whiteies in Barbie. Yeah. All right. We're going to stop right here because we're going to finish the rest of this episode over on patreon.com slash report this post. That's right. If you enjoyed this first 20-ish to 30-ish minutes of the episode, you'll be happy to know that there's about an hour extra of this one over there. Uh, on patreon.com slash report this post head over there and all you got to do is subscribe for five bucks a month you'll get every single full episode with dozens of more posts a month plus an additional bonus episode every single week unbelievable this is literally millions of posts that we read on the air uh, every single month Possibly billions. I have not counted. In fact, I can't count. I'm actually illiterate as well. But irregardless, patreon.com slash report this post, and we'll see you over there, and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>